Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings and welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower and I'm here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page at warren-usa.com. You can find Warren Radio on USA.life, MeWe, Parlor, CloudHub, Tumblr, Pure Social, and Spreely. Oh, also Linktree. You can listen and download our shows by going to warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. You can also find Warren Radio on the following website streamers, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcast, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Anchor, Deezer, Podchaser, and Verbal. Don't miss these posts on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. A prophet, the whore, and children. Bring to the forefront a major prophecy given to Hosea. It concerns both the houses of Israel. The Lord's Lighthouse Keeper A city on a hill cannot be hidden, nor can a lighthouse that is brightly shining on a high outcrop on the rocky cliffs overlooking the seas of life. Globalist Maneuver to Remove Internet Free Speech I was there when the internet first appeared. I had paid to get a local techie to make me a computer to work on this new tech online. From that point on, free speech and a new world of information appeared. However, it would take less than two decades before global governments began to push their control of it. And on warn-usa.com, don't miss Isaiah's prophetic book, Part 15. The Righteous Branch Isaiah is one of the most prophetic and metaphoric works in Scripture today, although a long time ago we find out that in the nations of men and women, the evil that pulls us from the Lord God has not changed. Also check out the book by the Watchman, The Rising. It's a Christian fiction thriller. There's danger and intrigue, dark forces plotting, the nation is at risk, can Mac save the United States? The Rising details a takeover of America with dark forces that plot to bring the country into a globalist new order. Be sure to go to Dana Glenn Smith where you can sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter, and you can also visit our Christian Books and Resource Shop where we feature The Rising and other Christian books, as well as resources from our Vision Media. And now I welcome in the Watchman. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings. Welcome to another Friday edition of Sound the Shofar. Leading into the weekend, Shabbat's tomorrow, actually tonight. 
begins at sundown tonight through sundown tomorrow. But in all things that we look upon the scope of the world, it could definitely be worse. Figuring, therefore, that we live in a nation called America that refuses to repent, and we have an administration known as the Biden administration who wants to pursue policies uh, like aborting babies, especially the recent thing that they came up with, and that is uh, a 28-day. I think this is uh, New York again. I'm not sure. 28 days after birth, they want to kill a baby. Now, there, there's, <laughs> you know, these people in this country, they have been too fat, too full, too fine, too furnished, too wonderful, too rich, too stupid, too ignorant, too proud to repent. So let's kill the babies. I have no regard for people that are that dumb. But thank God I don't have to do anything because he'll take care of it. The Lord God will. And of course, there are plenty of opportunities to screw things up. So, I mean, things are so bad that even Bill Riley, and he does have a show somewhere, but uh, his clip is now on social media. I haven't seen him around much. Even he was talking about Biden. Yep. If Russia ever had a friend in, in somebody from America, it's definitely the Biden administration. The same way with China. Our enemies are loving this, this uh, administration. But, uh, you know... We'll get through this. I plan on to. Biden has zero credibility with me. So he can't be any lower. At any rate. There's something that hit the news some time ago. And I, and I briefly referred to it. That was the bird flu. Many years ago, I started researching bird flu because that came around, I mean, something that I was doing. I can't remember what it was. And I started researching bird flu. And in my research, I found out how virulent it was. And it wasn't normally able to infect humans, but it had, there had been some infection of humans. And uh, I continued to research and found out that it had the possibility, and many people believe, that bird flu would come back. And when it did, it would be one of the most virulent uh, pandemics that have ever hit the world. And I had interviews and shows that I did on this, and I wrote articles on it. And then all of a sudden I ran into uh, a Jewish prophet who started talking about bird flu. So I had him on the program, had him on there several times, and uh, discussed what bird flu would be like. Now, this is a prophet, okay, out of his own lips. And uh, he didn't make a real big wave with some of my listeners because they went to some of his meetings and they wanted to distribute all of his material for free. Well, you know, there are some people in this world that sell their teachings. And uh, for years and years and years, anybody that listened to us, they could download everything they wanted. They still can. Now, we will eventually have a site set up where we're going to put some stuff and you have to be you have to pay a monthly fee to get to it that's sometime in the future 
And, but the bottom line of it is, is that bird flu is back. And I mentioned this briefly. And they had new outbreaks in Iowa and Missouri. And uh, it affected the chickens and the turkeys. And about 28 million birds, or I mean 2.8 million birds, were affected. And they found this particular bird flu in 23 other farms and flocks covering a dozen states. And the 2.8 million birds that died, they died in one month. And, of course, there was a lot of them that killed their flocks. Now, I don't know if this is figured into the total, but that's the typical thing you do, even with cattle. And... Uh, They found a case of it in Nebraska, which is not too far from us. And, you know, Nebraska has always had processing plants and the ability to do things. And uh, one of the commercial flocks had 50,000 turkeys. This was in Iowa. This is an update. And there's another case in Buena Vista County. And this was a flock of uh, ducks and chickens. So if you have one bird that has this, all the chickens get killed. So if you like poultry, or if any nation is importing poultry from America, you're not going to get any. And if you're in America, now see, my, I was raised around chickens. <laughs> I'm not talking about Americans today. I'm talking about as a boy with my grandparents on their farm. We never even heard of bird flu. At least I didn't. I didn't hear, hear of anything. I mean, the birds were always there. They were doing fine. Uh, you know, and, and they have a lot of talking about uh, whether they can roam free, whether they can't roam free. Well, it was very simple. They had a chicken coop, and in there, that's where they roosted. They had places for roosting where the eggs would be. And the chickens didn't spend all their time in there. They would go out in their little yard and run around. And one of the biggest dishes we had back then was fried chicken. We're practically raised on fried chicken. Matter of fact, my dad got so tired of it every time he visited Grandpa, he never wanted to go unless they were going to have something good, something besides chicken. And uh, for a long time, when Mom and I, she would feed us chicken, she'd have to cook Dad something else because he got so sick of it. At any rate, so if you're a chicken lover, or eat a lot of chicken, which people do, because it is a, a meat. Now see, today we're spoiled because we have boneless chicken. Now, while that's nice, and I use a lot of it myself, the flavor is in all the bones, whether it's beef, or whether it's chicken, or pork, or whatever. Boneless meat does not have the flavor because it's not onto the bones. Why we ever got into this is beyond me. But at any rate, they did. So that's interesting to see. We talked about this many, many years ago. And now all of a sudden we see bird flu hitting and making the news and, of course, what are we talking about? Ukraine. We're, we're talking about Joe Biden and what he's done. And we've got high gas prices. So let's add on something else. A bird pandemic, which is going to make another part of your economy high. Now, 
I am going somewhere with this because when we talk about judgment, when we go through the prophets like we have been in the Old Testament, you're going to find how God deals with people and nations, specifically with Israel and even America, other nations as well, but they don't pay attention. I, I got a clue for you. You know, the people in America have no clue. Biblically, they have no clue. There's a few people, but not many. You see, the thing of it is, because we've refused to listen in pride, along with a lot of sins that they refuse to repent of, they're in a mess. But God will deal with the nation by dealing with first that bread portion. In other words, that's your sustenance. There will be pandemics. There will be, uh, you know, shortages of grain. And that's coming. And one of the reasons that's coming is because there's a shortage of fertilizer. Fertilizer, of course, it comes from Russia in a lot of, in a lot of cases. Russia has a large percentage of the world's grains. Russia is invading the UK. The rest of the world don't like it, so they put sanctions on them. And because the world has been trying to get rid of farmers, in America farmers have been replaced by modern corporate farms, which are terrible, that now what you have is a setting uh, straight out of a biblical pandemic and judgment straight out of the Old Testament. At any rate, welcome. That's where you're at. And another bit of interesting things that happen. We've all heard of the group Anonymous that hacks a lot. Well, they hacked a Russian agency. And they got a hold of 360,000 documents. Now, believe me, it doesn't take long to download that many. If you've got the right equipment, you can download a pile of stuff without anybody knowing about it. Then they released them. Of course, that's their war against it. There were people that were um, techies that were talking about this at the beginning of the war, that they were going to try to do something to Russia. Now, I don't know if they're connected to it. But then the Russian techies are trying to work for Russia concerning other things. So it's a big mess. So now, <clears throat> if you live in America and you you just bought a fancy electric car, you have to plug that in and you get the electricity from the electrical grid like we all do. There is a clue here. You're an electric car, and it actually costs more to charge your car up, even to maintain that car and to buy new parts for that new car, than it is just to have gas. But because you're stupid, you decided that you would pass laws and try to make Americans buy electric cars. Now, I think it was Sweden not too long ago that made the news because they were trying to get replacement parts for their batteries and things that had broken on their electric cars they bought. And there was a big yard, a big... Uh, write up about how many of them were set out in the field they can't use them because of that and so we've got issues a lot of issues and we refuse to repent so next time you're talking about God judging Israel for their sins Maybe you better start thinking about how God's judging America and the world for their sins and shaking everything. And America especially, because we've left the moorings of our founding fathers. Pride, ignorance, sin. And we are in a lawlessness like you hadn't believed. Because people have no problem just stealing and lying about it. Pelosi has no problem enjoying a stolen election when she knows very well it was stolen but denies it. So this is where we're at today.
So now as we move forward in a bit of our study today, and that's what Fridays have become, and they'll continue to be this. I will cover a few things. We will discuss some things at the beginning of the program, and then I'll go into some scripture. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. That's what I do. I teach the gospel. I teach the word of God. I write it. I don't do news anymore. We had a lot of a lot more people on our websites and on our social media when I did the news. People like the news. But the Lord told me, that's not what you're called to do. This is what you need to do. And so that's what we do. And we'll do it as long as we have breath and ability to do it. Matter of fact, I might add, the place that we do this from, my little office is like a 3 by 3 cubicle. We live in a 33-foot RV. We've been doing this for 17 years, actually more than that, because we were in a in a 12-foot RV when we started out. wasn't very big. Well, this RV is getting older now, and we need to replace it, but we're looking for a house. We're looking for land. So if you care about us, if you don't care about us, it isn't going to matter. But if you care about us, pray for us. That number one, we can find a house to live in, something we can set it up. Because we do have plans, eventually, for building a prayer center. One that I had a vision of a long time ago. And I'm getting to the point where we're coming to our 25th anniversary. It's about a year and a half or so away. But we've been doing this particular show, this particular ministry, end time ministry, for we're going to be celebrating our 25 years, the good Lord willing, and the crick don't rise. So pray for us. We are, we do need to it. I don't, uh, in all the time we've done this, I don't take money for this. I do this because God called me out and he's provided a way for us to support we do have friends of the ministry, but all of that goes strictly to helping, pretty much helping, uh, um, you know, pays for all the stuff, <clears throat> the websites and things like that. There are a few other things that it helps with, but mainly that. And we thank those that help us to do that. And we've been contented. Life's gone by fast. Tower and I are getting up there. But we're in good health because we eat healthy. At any rate, in America, you better pay attention to your flour because there's going to be a shortage on flours. We've already stocked up a lot of our stuff. We don't use flour, flour. We use non we use grains that are good for you, like sorghum and millet. At any rate, that's a whole other thing. Well, today, in as we look in Hebrews, we left off in Hebrews 12.1. Hebrews 12.2. <coughs> Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Now you see, that's really who I look to. They talk about a pandemic. They talk about, oh, they found a bio lab over in the Ukraine. <laughs> Good grief. Are people really that dumb in the news that they think... That Russia didn't know anything about biolabs in the Ukraine. <laughs> and China too. They all have labs. Doesn't anybody know that anymore? You think these are a bunch of pagan, I mean, uh, virtuous pagans or something? Like, oh, we don't do that. Sure you do. You would hack America if you could. You would take America if you could. Yeah. So, 
give me a break. So we've got that issue. They're always come up with issues. All of a sudden, COVID left. And, of course, this is typical before elections for any politician because they want, it, want you to believe that they're being nice and they're not talking about it. And as soon as you <coughs> get done electing them, they're going to go back to what they were doing. But, you see, we're looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Whatever you plot, whatever you do, however you do it, the Lord is who we're going to look to. As Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego said, Our God is able to deliver us, O king, but even if he does not, we will not bow down to your idol. We will not worship you, in other words. That's where I stand. That's where Tower stands. That's where people who listen to us do. We're, we are not here for the easy peasy, easy go. <laughs> fairy tale church and the sugar plum Jesus. This is, we serve the Lord who took the whips and drove the money changers out of the temple. There comes a time that you got to clean the temple. Now what did 12.1 tell us? Let us lay aside every weight and sin which, uh, which does so easily beset us and let us run the race. Get rid of the sin. The weight that's holding you down is the sin, the pride, whatever it is. And you look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Well, right now, we have a lot of things trying to hold us down. We've got people in Washington that want to do all they can to bring in their distorted, perverted view of what America should be. You know, Biden doesn't think on his own. They write everything down. They control him completely. And they know very well that they cheated to get him in. But they're not going to admit it. See, these are all weights. Well, cast aside the weights. Because if God judges America and, he fall, and, it, and it falls down, does that change God? No. Does that change who we are? No. Does that change our circumstances? Yes. Does that mean we can't do anything? No. So as we look unto the Lord, it says, Who for the joy that was set before him? The joy. What was the joy? He endured the cross. He despised the shame and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. That's the joy part. But enduring the cross and despising the shame. The Lord said to pick up your cross and follow me. He that does not pick up my, you know, his cross and follow him is not worthy of him. That is the church. That is the ecclesia, the called out ones. Sitting on your pew and on your and all your self-righteousness in those churches. Just remember what the Lord said. Judgment must first begin at the house of God. Then if we which are saved barely survive, where will the sinners and the ungodly stand? It won't be good, I can tell you that. Verse 3, For consider him that endured such con contradiction of sinners against himself, lest you be worried and faint in your minds. And he says, you have not resisted unto blood, striving against sin. <laughs> no, what do we strive for? Oh, yeah. I remember one big evangelist who was connected with Kenneth Copeland's ministries. Said that you can't have joy without money. And he was rich and very famous. Well, I got news for you. That's not the kind of faith I want. I wouldn't have determined to sit in an RV for as long as we have, preaching the gospel, 
from a little itty bitty corner, and and I eat here. I s- <laughs> practically and I do sleep here at times because we don't have much room. And I'm not I'm not complaining. I'm telling you that's the way it is. We chose this. I was a youth pastor and a pastor, not for long. The youth pastor, I was met on a Sunday morning. I've told you the story. And two uh, deacons said, we don't want you here. We don't want your kind here. Take your bag full of ideas and get away from us. Well, they let me preach on a Sunday morning. Wrong idea for them. (laughs) Because I ran the bus ministry. And this church was a big church, fancy church, brand new. The pastor, he had every hair in place. And I, I liked the guy. He was a likable guy. But it was the wrong kind of church. Because, you see, when I was in Bible school... I started a nonprofit called Open Doors. Well, you have an Open Doors today, but it's not mine. But I had Open Doors long before anybody else did. An Open Door ministry. It was a street ministry. And we weren't afraid to go into bars. We went into churches, too, if they'd let us. We sang songs. There was a group of us. So I learned a few things about churches. And God had to do some things in my life to get me on the right course. But I'll tell you, if those churches don't have preachers preaching the truth of God and not sugarcoating it for you, you need to get your butt out of there. But it doesn't matter whether you hear me or or even pay attention to what I have to say. Because it's going to happen. You know, we used to have a saying. What you're supposed to do is comfort the afflicted and afflict the comfortable. Think about that. Now, you see, when you look at the Son of God, he had glory with the Father and gave it up. Everything was perfect where he was. (laughs) So then he comes down among all these humans because he loved them. You know, it kind of reminds me of a story by that prophet I knew. And God sent him over to Africa and some of these other parts. And he said when God first told him to do it, he said he was in tears. He he didn't want to go. But he went over there and he did it anyway. And, and in a meeting I was at, he was explaining all this. That when he would go over there and visit the brethren over there in their homes... And, of course, we're talking about they they don't live like we do. And he said after two weeks or so, everything I had on stank. My suitcase stunk. My clothes stunk. And he said I had to come come back and it took two weeks to get get the smell out of them from washing them and stuff you know in order to wash them and I think of the Lord now see when you go into those homes overseas you have to love them the way they are and they may not have deodorant they may not have had a bath exactly when you think they should But you got to love them. And so the Lord came down here among a bunch of dirty, rotten sinners who were headed to hell. And he could have easily said, you know, you people stink too much. I'm from heaven. I'm going back to the Father. Forget you people. Now see, the Chinese are writing the Bible over again. Surprise, surprise. 
and I've read some of the th- changes they make. Like the woman caught in adultery. The ending of that story was he didn't forgive her. He, he killed her and then left. That's the Chinese version, the atheist version. Now you see, the fact of the matter is when Christ came, he came with love and purpose to redeem you. He was going to die for us, to make a way for us, to clean us up. We wouldn't be here today preaching the word of God. I wouldn't be. Tower wouldn't be here with me if God had not changed us so many years ago, back in the 70s. And I can say that for those who listen to me, those people that I know that listen. They know the Lord. And God didn't say, well, you're too dirty, rotten, stinky to save. See? And we're speaking to a world today, and we're saying to you that the Lord will make a way. And yeah, you don't deserve it, but he's going to save you. He's going to deliver you. He's going to heal you. He's going to take care of you. He's going to make you his son or his daughter. And so the Hebrews writer in verse 4, you have not resisted unto blood. Not yet resisted unto blood, striving against sin. Now, excuse me if I've missed it. But for over two decades as a watchman, and there are lots of watchmen. But I guarantee you I was a watchman before being a watchman was cool. I was telling people what was coming to America long before this ministry. The first time I told Tower what was coming was back in the 70s. Yeah, I've known that long. Because it took me a long time for God to get me where I needed to be. And to even understand what everything meant. Because you may not. Even Daniel didn't understand everything he was shown. And I'm no Daniel. But I can tell you. In the American churches. We have not resisted unto blood striving against sin. The apostles did. Other Christians in past history have. You have brothers and sisters overseas that are martyred daily. I would say even hourly for their faith in Christ. And some of them aren't even saying anything. The fact that they're Christians, they get hunted down, put in prison. So excuse me if I look at our rich churches and we think that's where it's at. Well, let's go get a stadium. We'll fill it with people and that'll be our church every Sunday. Now, you see, I watched Billy Graham fill stadiums all over America. He was one of the most prolific evangelists the world has ever known. And his son, Franklin, is a godsend as well. But I can tell you, for all the preaching, not just by Franklin Graham, but by David Wilkerson and many others, this nation did not listen. We are in worse shape today than we were back when they were preaching. But see, we don't have any voices anymore. And it was said back then that when these men died, there would be no more voices. That would herald the truth worldwide, you know, uh, throughout America. Now, see, Franklin Graham is carrying on some of that, and there's others that are doing it today. And, and I hear it. And they're having meetings over here, and they're telling me how many are saved, and then you look at America and see how pagan it is. 
See, we got to do more than just receive the gospel at a meeting. There's got to be discipleship. There's got to be follow-through. These people need to understand that you are become a Christian in America at a time when America hates Christianity. The one that's represented in the Bible. They want another Christianity. One more in tune with the Catholic Church that unites one religion. All religions into one. And when I first started doing this ministry, I was specifically called to do it online. To get the word around. And that's why we have so many friends around the world. But you see, the thing of it is, one of these days we'll all be together. And we can rejoice and see each other then. But the bottom line of it is, is that we're not here to play games. We're not here to set your butt on a comfortable couch and just let you hear the word of God so you think you've done your business. No. Now it would have been nice over all these years if I would have had $2,000 a month coming in and if I'd have stayed in, in as a youth pastor and pastor and rose up in the ranks like some of my friends in the ministry did, I would have retirement. I don't have retirement. And when I started doing this, I said to myself, whatever happens, I'm going to trust the Lord. That's never changed. I don't care what they do. I care not what Biden says or any of his minions at all. I don't listen to them. I'll run across their comments. I don't care. Biden is unclean. His administration is unclean. They're, they are like Ahab and Jezebel. That's what they are. They are a judgment from God. And there's more coming. It doesn't matter to me. I'm going to trust the Lord, period. And that's it. You do whatever you want to. But I can tell you, I know things. And all this stuff cracking down on the internet, I was talking about this stuff long ago. I told Tower long before this thing, we ever started getting things organized, that they that there'd be one day that we wouldn't be able to be on the internet anymore because they'd make it illegal. And I said, furthermore, at the time they make it illegal, they will find that the gospel is going to appear on the internet anyway. And they won't be able to stop it. Because this gospel will be preached in all the world for a witness. And then the end shall come. Everybody's talking about the end of the world. It ain't coming until this gospel goes around the world, folks. I ain't worried about the end of the world. I ain't worried about the coming of the Lord. Blessed is that servant who the Lord finds working, not just standing in the middle of the field looking up for the coming of the Lord. Get off your rake. Go do something in the field. Because the Lord is seeing you standing there. You haven't done nothing. You're just... Keep looking for the rapture. Get your eyes on the Lord and get out there with the cross and do something. We go through scripture. Why do we go through scripture? Just so you can say you heard it? Blessed are those that do what I say, the Lord says. Don't just follow me around, and that's what the Jews were doing. He says, you're not following me because of the miracles. You're following me because you ate and got full. That's the feeding of the 5,000. He had gone, and they had finally found him over across the way from where he was. 
And have you forgotten, this is verse 5, the exhortation which speaks unto you as unto children. My son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. Verse 6, for whom the Lord loveth, he chastens and scourges every son whom he receives. If you endure chastening, chastening, God deals with you as sons. For what son is he whom the father chasteneth not? But if you be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, then are ye bastards and not sons. When was the last time you heard the pastor stand up in church say, Are you a bastard? Well, are you? If God is chastening you. Now, the scripture does say, As many as the Lord loves, he rebukes and chastens. Hebrews here repeats it. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and scourgeth every son. Now, you see, in John 3.16, for God so loved the world. That's one love. He did love the world and all that they're in. Not the things that they did, but the inhabitants there, his creation. And the only one way to redeem them was through Christ and the atonement of the cross. Blood atonement. You see, for all these that said God did away with the Old Testament, that's a lie. I don't care what kind of theologian you are. Because the Israelites, the Jews, had to have a blood atonement as well. And that's why they used the blood of bulls and goats. Today that atonement was provided for by the Son of God who died on that cross. He did it once, and that's all that was needed. He said, I came not to destroy the law, but to fulfill it, and he did. He used the same given law of blood atonement and fulfilled it permanently forever. There's no need for anybody to go to hell. There's no need for anybody to be a bastard. But understand, all you have to do is read John 15 in order to understand that the Lord chastens and scourges every son he receives. Now, I've, I've mentioned this several times. I had a, and I estimated to be about 12 years that I had an open argument with the Lord. I had a problem. And it had to do with the ministry and it had to do with what I was found, what I found and how I was treated. And I wasn't willing to go back into that mess. And for 12 years, I never disbelieved. I never did any of that. And uh, I was raising my family. Working in a professional manner. But then later on as I did this, the Lord allowed things to happen. And I got to the point where I couldn't go anymore. It was dark. I had dark days. And the only reason I didn't kill myself was because I feared God more than I feared what was problem, what the problem was. And then one night I was sitting in the very beginning of the internet. The Lord appeared to me in my room as I was there. He was behind me. I heard his voice clear as day. He started speaking to me and I started crying. I said, Lord, I can't do nothing. Look at me. I can do nothing. He said, this is what I want you to do. Lord, I can't do anything. Well, after that, the next day I got up and I had serious health issues. And I remember walking around the house 
with the Word of God. Now, this didn't occur right away. Right away, I got into the Word, and I took Tower with me. I kicked the kids out of the house, and I said, don't come near me. Not right now. And my daughter and son were kind of offended because, what are you doing, Dad? I said, go find something to do with your friends. Leave me alone. So I'd take Mom, Tower, and we would go through the Word of God. Because we needed to be healed. And it took, it took a while. I had to deal with it permanently, privately. So don't even begin to talk to me and tell me that I don't know anything about repentance or chastening. That I'm some goofball. I know who I am. You don't bother me. I don't put up with people, even online, that try to cause trouble. I'm here to preach the word of God and I'll preach it. Come hell or high water. I'm going to believe in the Lord come hell or high water. I don't care what you have. I don't care what you're going to do. I don't care. I know what I'll do. I don't care if it's Biden. I don't care. I know Christ can heal. I know that he can put a meal on my table. I know that if I run out of water, he can create water from the rock. I know that. It's time you knew that. Because I'm not the only one in the church of Jesus Christ, in America and the world, that needed the chastening and the scourging and for Christ to come and get me ready for what he called me to. And that's why I have purpose to preach this gospel as long as I can. And I'm planning on living a long time, no matter what comes. And I'm going to preach the word of God as long as I can and write the word of God, keep the websites up as long as I can. Because you go to our websites, you're going to find the Word of God. And I don't choose the ads there. And if I see an offensive one, I try to contact the company and tell them to take it off. Right now, I did away with Google for our websites a long time ago. We were making a good income, but I wouldn't take any money from Google, so I got rid of it. The companies now are more techie-oriented. They don't have that kind of thing. They give you a choice. But we don't make anything. I Since I put up the ad a long time ago, we don't get nothing. We have ads on some of our podcasts, but that don't do nothing. I think we get 12 bucks every three months or something. Now, see, if, if I was doing news, and if I was doing some of the, all the interviews I used to do, I would have them flocking. Because that's what I did. I preached the word. You either hear it or you don't hear it. But see, I've got a father in heaven that does the chastening. He's also the one that does the pruning. Now, I'm a gardener. I know what pruning is. I raise raspberries, wild ones. I would call them wild. And these are very, very sharp. You want a raspberry, it's going to cost you. Unless you know how to get it. And I know what cutting things back, pruning them to get them to do things. I raise tomato plants, tomatoes. One of my tomatoes were about 12 to 14 foot high. It was as tall as the trailer was. I had another one over the heights of my truck, and my truck had a camper on it. But you see, gardening taught me stuff. The Bible teaches me things. I learned that in the Word of God, your heart needs to be plowed under the soil. And it needs to have the good seed put in it. You need to water it with the water of life, the Lord himself. 
For if you believe on me, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. And sometimes you need to be chased, and sometimes there, something needs to be cut off. So you either let him act like a father to you, and allow him to help you on your path through chastisement, or you're going to lose it. I would to God that it wasn't hard. But I had to learn stuff all my life on this path. You don't even know but a portion of what I'm telling you now. Because I had to learn how to do the websites. I had to learn how to live in an RV in the wintertime when it's cold. I had to learn what to do when in my other trailer I was trying to unplug the sewer and it wouldn't, no water would run. And then all of a sudden, when I took the cap off because I was trying to get the water out, it was about a three foot long, four inch diameter of solid poop and toilet paper shot out at me like a gun. Yeah, gross, right? And I got covered in about 20 gallons of the water that had been stuck behind what got frozen. Well, that's a lesson for you. Well, I had to learn how to keep this place that I live in functioning. And that was one of my lessons. So when people get really wussy around the excrement... I tell you, well, I practically had a bath in it. I did have a bath. I had it in my eyes. I had it in my nose. I had it in my mouth. I had it in my ears. I had it in my clothes. I had it on the ground. It stunk. I stunk. And sometimes in life, you run into stinky things. But God knows what happened when sin entered into this world. And when I think of sin, I think of that sewer pipe. And I had a next door neighbor right next to me who was a Christian who used to sit outside on his porch because our RVs were so close. And he'd sit there and write down every time he heard us walk back in our little trailer. It's a little trailer. You're going to hear it. He actually tried to get me kicked out. Because he didn't like me being there. And he was a Christian. Well, I went and talked to the owner when the owner approached me about it. And the owner went back and said, You need to shut up about this. And you leave him alone. Then later he says, you got me kicked out. I said, I didn't get you kicked out. You're the one that wanted me to get kicked out. I just told him what you were doing. It's called fruits, Christian. I'm a Christian too. Did you talk to me one time? No. So screw your Christianity. Because... You live in a fairy tale world of carpets, soft cushions, doctors, lawyers, perfection, purpose, and money. Well, everybody don't live like that. We have been spoiled. Father, thank you for this word. Bless this word to those that hear it whenever they hear it. And in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, in the powers of darkness from the preaching, teaching, streaming, and receiving of this word. Until next time, shalom and be safe, my friends.
Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.